Right now, live on the line, as promised, we have two-time Super Bowl champion, former uh, New England Patriot defensive end, uh, Mr. Jarvis Green. Jarvis, thank you for giving us a couple minutes of your time uh, here on Row 1, Seat 1. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? What's going on? Thank you for inviting me. Hey, of course, man. thank you, up, man? thank you, you for coming on. As the only Patriots fan on the show, <laughs> I can say how truly much I appreciated you because everyone talks about you know the Patriots and like the the, the the defensive line we had of Warren, Wilford, Richard Seymour. Jarvis Green was right there for all those years. The thirty Super Bowl thirty eight, Super Bowl thirty nine. I don't want to talk about Super Bowl forty two, but I'm sure we will. <laughs> All those, all those teams. Jarvis Green was an integral part of all of those teams, and 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 such a huge playmaker. He was just, just. It's fantastic to talk to you as a fan. Well, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was it was a good run uh, for me. Uh, seven years until Seymour left, went to Oakland. Yep. But uh, just just amazing. Just stout defense, great team, uh, camaraderie, and everything, man. Yeah, it's fantastic. So for those who don't know, and first of all, shame on you, uh, Jarvis Green is a LSU graduate. He ranks actually fourth all time in the history of LSU with uh, with fourth most sacks, with 20 sacks. So of all time in, in college football history for LSU, he's fourth all time in sacks. Nothing to laugh at. Um, you, know obviously, what, though, you know what? You know what's funny you say that, too? My last two years was terrible. I had a bad injury. And terrible, and, and I'm proud to say that what you just said, because man, uh, good times and we had some bad times, but still to be fourth all time to this day, uh, I pat myself on the back sometimes. Hey, it's, it's a hell of an accomplishment. I, as you, as crazy. you, as you should. I did have uh, as a uh, I don't know if you're aware of the D3 powerhouse that is known as. Uh, Bridgewater State University. Oh, shut up! Um, yeah, but oh, uh, yeah. yeah, no, uh, I I did have uh, I did have one sack in training camp uh, the one year I played there. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know, as a fellow as a fellow uh, college football player, Jarvis, I feel you on that, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, one uh, sack in training camp. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Jarvis, obviously, you played from 2002 to 2010 in the New England Patriots. Um, you had a brief cup of coffee, if you want to call it that, with the Denver Broncos, Joey's team. Yep. And, My uh, Denver Broncos. Yeah, your Denver Broncos are trash. And yeah, then, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I believe you were. Correct me if I'm wrong. After uh, it was uh, Mario Williams went down in Texas, you were signed by. Um, yeah, Texas three games. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't play. I dressed. It was more like a little vacation send off. Okay. Because they because cause when they picked me up, uh, I forgot the guy named Smith, whatever the GM name was in the QBX. They really just were picking me up to fill the roster. You know, leave some of your uh, your Super Bowl and leave your winning championship uh, attitude around. But they told me straight up, you're not. I'm not. You're not gonna play. So we just just relax. Do everything you know we tell you to do, and just enjoy your three weeks. Oh, that damn. was uh, that was uh, Rick Smith. Actually, he was a uh, uh, former yes, uh, Rick Smith. Yeah, he was uh, he was actually part of the Broncos front office under under Mike Shanahan for a little while. Wait, wait, where is he now? Uh Rick Smith. I don't think he is. I I, I'd have to look that up. Uh, I'll tell well, you. Well, that right that now. was that was the Romeo Texans, the Romeo Cornell Texans, wasn't it? No, that was Kubiak with the head coach. Was Kubi- yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Rick Smith, the GM. Cause I remember that's when they had that uh, ding back from USC, the linebacker. Uh, forgot uh, his name. Oh, uh, Cushing. Yeah, he was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Brian I call him ding Cushing bat. train. Yeah. The dingbat. I love that. I, you know, <laughs> the only other person I've ever heard use that word is my grandfather, and I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But yes, uh, but but Jarvis, I, I'm gonna ask you just uh, some some questions here. I want to just talk about a couple of things. I'm not gonna get anything too crazy. Um, but you know, during I I, I have to ask because it, it it to this day I still don't want to talk about Super Bowl Super Bowl 42, but I have to. The tie, the David Tyree catch. I'm sure you've been asked a million times if you could go back to that play. Like, would you do anything different? Could you do anything different? You had Eli. It was I think it was you and Seymour that had Eli yeah. in your hands. And then, like, yeah. I don't know, could you just, like, pull him down by the neck and get a horse collar tackle? I'm, like, would you do anything different? I mean, that, that play, I would have probably did that now, but that play, it was a bunch of us in a scrum, and guys was grabbing each other and pulling each other, and the old lineman, I mean, O'Hare and the rest of those guys, just, I mean, I mean, they was there. They, they was pulling and yanking on us as we were trying to pull on yank on uh, Eli. Oh, so, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I mean, that would have ended the game. I mean, so much happened on that play. It wasn't just us. The coverage, everything. They made the plays, and um, just, just that, that was a tough time for everybody. Yeah, you know, of that course. Moment. I mean, you know, I, I can't imagine watching at home. All New England fans are like, we don't want to talk about this. I can't imagine as a player playing on that team, and then uh, like those like series of unfortunate plays happen, and then you like after the game, you must be just be sitting back and just saying like. How the hell did that happen? Like it just yeah. What was what was the uh, what was the collective mood in the locker room after that game, Jarvis? Because I I mean obviously it was you weren't just going to win another Super Bowl, win a third Super Bowl. You were going you were going to make history, and it was going to be unequivocally the best team of all time. What was it like in the locker room after that game? Was there was there finger pointing? Was there self doubt? Was it just guys just kind of sitting back and being like, "Damn, like we came that close"? Or what? What was being said? I got PTSD right now, man. Um, <laughs> Damn, hitting hard. Uh, um, it it was more. It was quiet, man. I mean, Coach uh, Belichick. It was like. He 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 say I, I don't know what to say. I, I have nothing to say. I, I, I don't. We like packing stuff up. The better team won. Um, there will be no film review. Blah blah blah. It was just tough, man. It was quiet because kind of after the game, I went around the field and, and, and I pretty much went and grabbed every Giant player and shook his hand and told him they deserve a great game. And I and I had my I had my. My Louisiana boys also like Brandon Jacobs, Corey Webster. Mm-hmm. So I made sure to go and congratulate them. Of course, and it took a, it took a little while, but I got in there, man. You could you could hear a pin drop. Damn, that you know? I mean that's yeah. that's kind of how I imagined it because I remember I mean normally in, in my house when there's a when there's a loss of I won't even put it on the same level as that magnet, but when there's a loss of that magnitude, there's usually several pieces of broken furniture and several holes that I have to patch in walls. Oh. And my wife is very upset with me <laughs> afterwards. But what you what you what you punch? Are you punching the Chinese gypsum board? <laughs> <laughs> It's like the but, third play in the first quarter, and Joey's already high, like you know karate yeah. chopping tables. Yeah, well, that's just you know that's just how we get down in the in the Fats household. But um, but no, let's I, I, listen. I want to. I'll get away from the Super yes, Bowl Forty Two talk because I know you. we don't we don't want to we don't want to upset our no, guests. It, it's 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 oh, bad. No so let me ask you this. Obviously, college football kicked off this weekend. Switch gears just real quick. Uh, you played for Nick Saban at LSU, correct? Yeah, my, his for, first two is my last two. Yeah, they're right. okay. So. Let me ask you this because there's been a lot of comparisons. A lot of uh, people have drawn comparisons to Belichick and Saban, and Saban is kind of being the Belichick of uh, the NCAA and vice versa. 
do you, what do you think it was about Nick Saban's uh, professional career that didn't didn't allow him to uh, be as successful as I think maybe a lot of us thought he should have been? You mean in NFL? I it, think it was yeah. more just his demeanor and his uh, great attitude. And I mean, <laughs> you can, you can't take away the way he coaches, the way he uh, disciplines, but the NFL is a whole different level. And I, and I saw it the other day. Marcus Spears was on TV talking about something about he picked Saban, and I'm like, you can't you can't go and compare NFL to college. I mean, college is one thing, you know, it's um you got your budgets, you got the kids, but these kids, man, they're like on a rope on the string. They're trying to get to the NFL, and then NFL, you got these guys making ten, twenty, fifteen million dollars a year, but you have a coach that can keep them like like grounded and every coach can't do that in the NFL and also wear multiple hats. He's not just a head coach. He's a GM head coach and they have budgets. They have salary cap. They have dead cap money and they have new teams coming in in and out. They got the draft every year. They got attitudes. They got cockiness. They have so much you have to deal with and you got a lot and you have um, a lack of numbers compared to college football. You got 88 scholarships. I think they added eight to nine more. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But it's a whole different feel. And then the thing about the NFL, I mean, or college, Saban, I watched that game they played last week. Man, nobody can compete with Alabama at all. Yeah, at all. Yeah, I'm a, as, a, as, a, as a big Miami Hurricanes fan, that game went about ex- exactly as I thought it was going to. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 I mean, you remember when he was in Miami – He's dealing with all these these guys and all these 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 annually Pro Bowlers. I mean, look, I remember Junior say I was at what was at um at New England with me for two years, I think. Mm-hmm. Come on, dude, twelve straight consecutive Pro Bowls, twelve. This is an old ass dog. You trying to teach him new tricks? It will never happen. Saban can do that, but Belichick did. Belichick did. He put everybody in their place that came there. Randy Moss, Corey Dillon, even Rodney Harrison. Anybody that came from another team that was an all-star, that's hard to do. In college, the kids, I mean, you know, they're scared. You know, they want to play. They don't want to get benched. You know, they don't have a bad name. You know, I mean, you can't compare those two guys. And, and it's the reason why that Saban didn't make it because it's a whole other level for him. Because I think, I mean, would you agree Nick Saban is, is the greatest coach in NCAA history? All time. All time? All right, there it is. I mean, I, I agree. It's, it's I, I, agree. I, I wholeheartedly, I think it is. I mean, some people argue Bear Bryant and, you know, they'll, they'll go down who, the line and who, whatever. Who, but who, 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 who is, who, who, You can't say that. You can't say <laughs> that anymore. I mean, he went and look. Okay, so, guys, y'all, y'all, know, y'all know the history of the facts. How many years did Bear Bryant coach at Alabama? 20 plus, 25 It was plus? like, yeah, it was almost 25, 30 years, something mm-hmm. like that. It was a long time. Okay, okay. So I, I was looking at Saban stuff the other day, me and my older brother. We were looking at Saban. We were looking at Les Miles. We were looking at Ogeron. We were looking at those coaches in the SEC. But then we looked at Saban because in his 14 years, he got 15 years so far that he coached at Alabama. But in his 14 years, he won, what, five? Well, wait, he got seven championships, right? Seven, yeah. One, uh, two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Six with Alabama, one with LSU, right? So, in 14 yeah. years, he won six championships with Bama. Bear Bryant won how many with, with Alabama? 
30 plus? I think it was like four, right? Yeah, it was a hand. It was a handful. It was I, got, a handful. I was, was like going to say three. It was like three or four. I okay. can't remember off the top and, of my head. But it was. It was and, less than. It was less than uh, Saban. Absolutely. Okay, and the fact that kids today, I'm gonna say straight up, I got kids. They are worse than what they were back in the day when Bear Bryant had them doing two a days and got on top of concrete with lion thorns and no water. I mean, salt tablets. It's a whole different world today with kids playing in their mentality and distractions. And Bear Bryant did that four championships in 30-plus, and Saban did that in today's world, 14 seasons and six championships. Who's the better coach? I mean, to me, it's no question. I'm just saying that there are – I have a few he's, friends that are Alabama fans. I'm just saying Saban is like – That will argue that. We'll try to argue it. I'll tell them they're stupid. He's and they're, averaging they're, every, almost every other year. Listen, Saban to me is – is it was, it, was, it was written years ago for me it was Saban. But it, it just I, – I like to hear it from the horse's mouth and, and – Jarvis, you're absolutely well, right. And look, and look, guy, and look, guy. I saw the stats. It's, it's crazy that we're talking now because I was I was lucky enough to catch all these stats. I saw the last few years he started picking up the passing game. You know, because at one mm-hmm. point he was averaging 225, 30 yards a game. Now he's averaging I don't know 375 or some shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> they've gone. They've Alabama has all of a sudden become a, a fucking quarterback factory. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not upset by that. Not at all. It's why, sorry, you don't have any. You don't have any children with an earshot, do you, Jarvis? What'd do you, you say? Do you, don't, you don't have any kids with an earshot, do you? I have kids, but I mean, I my my uh, son. He's twenty three. Oh no, no! I was just saying. I just didn't, I wanted to make sure you didn't have any like young children in the car, and we oh. were accosting like that. That's all. Oh uh, no, 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 no! My mom, my mom is here. <laughs> Your mom's there. Hi, mom. Yeah, yeah, she, she's riding with me. I got oh, man. Okay, all right. We'll clean the language up for mom then. That's my fault. No, no, no. You good. No, you good. I will not disrespect Mrs. Green like that. No, 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 no sir. No, no, but no, it's fine. It's fine. The thing <laughs> is, though, the, the, the guy that Alabama got now, I'm sitting there watching the game. I said, he's going to break a record. He's going to be a Heisman contender. Oh, this, and, kid, and this I, kid's incredible. And, I, and I'm watching LSU. Like, the other day, look, I got a bunch of LSU alumni hitting me up and said, why does Tulane – have a better quarterback than LSU right now. Ah, facts. Ah. Do you so? Do you think? Do you Tough. think with these new rules now, with the with with players being able to capitalize on their own on their own likeness and be able to make some money on the side, do you think that's going to help or hurt these bigger programs? Help. Well, that's another conversation. It's going to help, but then you got that you got that third, you got that guy on the roster that's third string, and you know he he probably got three three thousand dollars from an uncle or some shit. Wait, hold on. This one or the next one? Okay, okay, I'm good. I'm good, man. Sorry, sorry, guys. No worries. Right. No, no, cool. You got, this, you got this third string guy. You know, say he's an old lineman and he he getting three thousand dollars from his from his uncle or some shit. Then you got the first guy that you know we just heard that he got a deal for a hundred thousand freaking dollars. You know, and then you might have some guys that got the prima donna and they go, so, you know what, coach? I don't feel like doing it today. I just got, I just got, I just saw my checking account today. It, it was six figures. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's going to happen with, with some of these guys and some of these kids. You're not wrong. And other kids, and other kids, they're going to do well. They're going to make, they're going to make a fat check, and they're going to show up every day, and they're going to perform every day. And other kids, they, they, they probably came up and didn't get all the nutrition that they should have got from growing up from their parents or never had parents. I, I don't know. I'm stereotyping right now. But it's going to be a good side. It's going to be a bad side. That's just the way it is. I, I see. I, that's kind of where I see. I think it's going to. My my outlook on it is this. I think at, at the end of the day, it's it, it's not going to. Uh, listen, I think college players 
should be allowed to go out and make money off their own likeness, right? Like, I don't think Terrell Pryor should be getting suspended from Ohio State for getting free tattoos. Like, that's ridiculous. No, Mark, that's ridiculous. Mark, Mark, I'll, I'll get in crab legs at Florida State. That's I was yeah, just exactly. about to mention the crab right. legs. <laughs> or, like, like Mark, Mark Emmerich and his NCAA cronies, like, I, I loathe those men. Like, I they, they make my yeah. blood, like, boil. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to change college football as we know it. And yep, I don't know if it's will. I don't know if it's going to be for the better or for the worse. I hope it's for the better, but I I don't I don't know that. And that, and that's it, it's just kind of it's the nature of the beast, right? Like like you said, there's a flip side to everything, and uh, this is going to kind of uh, it it might get a little bit dicey at some point here in the next couple of years because, like you said, you might get some kid out of Tulane. You know, I mean, well, let's let well let's 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 put it this way: What's going to happen when uh, Peyton Manning's nephew? Decides oh, yeah. to commit to wherever he's going to go. Right. I mean, that, kid's, so that kid might not even have to play in the NFL. He might make more money in college. Right. That's right. It'd be a five-year player, four-year player. Facts. But, yeah, uh, it will be. It will be. But, yeah, so um, let me ask you this, Jarvis. So uh, speaking of Mannings and, and offensive players, I know we, we won't touch on the uh, – we won't touch on Sling Blade. We'll, we'll leave Eli Manning out of this one. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's yeah. Well, it's sling blade. You know, we got French fried potatoes and stuff. I love Eli Manning. I really do. He's he's one of my all time favorite Iron Men. But uh, let me ask you this: Who is the toughest offensive player that you have ever had? That you've ever watched on film and said, "Oh shit!" Like this guy's the real deal. On film, or just played against in in general. Um, I know. I, I left that kind of open-ended for you. I, I did not leave you with a uh, narrow question there. I, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't trying uh, to hurt you in any direction. I mean, I mean, I mean. I'm gonna say as a quarterback at the time, it was Michael Vick, but we didn't get to play him because um, the other guy went in there. Uh, the guy. Oh, Shab. Yeah, we made Shab. We made Shab the hero he was. Yeah, you did. Michael Vick. Shab threw for like 400. Play. I think Shab threw for like four bills against you guys. Yeah, yeah, and I remember Belichick walked in. He said, we got the goddamn the backup quarterback from the 400 freaking yards on us. Because that, we uh, that was in 2004. That was the year Vic got hurt. And, and Yeah, and, and then, but that game, he was questionable for our game. So we was, during practice, we had a guy to imitate him during practice. And, man, we watched film. We watched him break everybody's ankles, like, all season. And we, I think, as players, I mean, look, I'm a tough guy, but, I mean, I was a little nervous, man. <laughs> and uh, Matt Schaub coming through for 450 on it, and Bill was like, you know what? He's going to the fucking Pro Bowl off of that game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I'm pretty sure he probably almost did too. Um, <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, I mean, he was the quarterback, yes. Uh, running back, Ricky Williams. Oh my God, I, I hated. I hated watching. Yeah, for for sure. Even though you can say whatever you want about Ricky Williams, him going to the mountains or whatever the shit he did was, but like shit. when you saw him play and he would just run through defensive linemen, oh. he didn't say one. He didn't say one word. He had the helmet on, never took the helmet off. But I mean, we talked so much shit to him in Miami, and at some point Buffalo. But I can remember that Buffalo game. He lost his shoot. He ran. It was in the snow. He ran for 170 or whatever he did. But look, that dude after the game when I when I said. I promise you, I probably had three or four minor concussions hitting him during the game. Jesus, that's incredible. Because, because for running for for D lineman, either we either we break the tackle and get a get a TFL on the line, 
or we getting hit dragging them down, you know? So, so it's like you better be prepared to catch him because his arms are gigantic, you know. Yeah, he's a yeah. Jack Ricky dude. was a Ricky was a big boy. One, you know, it's funny you bring up running backs because I remember the one of the more one of the most I think it was the most incredible two yard run in NFL history was when uh you when you guys were in Dallas and uh, Marion Barber went ab- had that incredible run and just. Broke like seventy-two tackles. He was like ten yards deep in the end oh, zone. Oh, you know what? You know, you know what? That play, I saw that play a few months ago, and and I reposted on my IG. That that was a hell of a play by him. I probably missed three tackles on that. Play. I was gonna say because I remember <laughs> actually. I remember seeing. I remember seeing your. I remember seeing you, and I remember seeing you know hot ninety-seven trying to run him down, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm a blue Italian that play, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I remember he was he was another one though, but that was that was a funny play. Do you any uh He's you, a great running back. Yeah, yeah. Marion Barber, that was that was probably the best run I've seen besides the ones that Barry Sanders put on, but that was a hell of a run. Mm-hmm. I couldn't uh, agree more. I, I just I it's funny because I, I watched that clip uh like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whatever it was, and I just remember I remember seeing your ninety seven in the clip like three times and I was like Wow, like he had like three shots at him, and I had a buddy who, of mine who used a good buddy of mine who used to work for for uh, for the Patriots, and he was in the film department, and he would used to bring me home film so we could we could watch and study it together, and he would show me how to break down film and like kind of like do some things, and he would always point you out on film, and he would always point to me, he'd be like he'd be like yeah 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 watch this, but like watch what Jarvis Green does right here. And and I, and I'm not trying to uh, like fluff you up here or anything like that, but he would always point you out in how. Wait, tech- who was that? Who, who was that guy? Uh, it was my buddy Jimmy. Used to work in the film department. Let me let me let me wait, Jimmy Jimmy. Let me go buy that guy a Big Mac or something. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, no, he used to point you out on on film all the time. He ended up going to work for the Dolphins, and then uh, and then he came back. And now I think he works. I don't know what he does now. He's I think he works for like an independent firm who just like cuts up film. Wait. For- Wait, Jimmy with the from the Patriots? Yeah. I know Jimmy. Yeah, I know Jimmy. Yeah, little okay. Jimmy. Little Irish Jimmy. Yeah. Irish yeah. <laughs> He's a good he's a good buddy of mine. He used to bring so he used to bring home film for me all the time. He would he would show me stuff and and uh, he would always point you out on film and he would always show how like technically sound you were at the point of attack and, and the way you would set the edge and things that you would do that other guys wouldn't do. And again, it, it speaks to what Sean was saying earlier about how mm-hmm. everybody was talking about Richard Seymour and, you know, Vince Wilfork and all these other guys. But Jarvis Green was one of the cogs, especially of that, in my opinion, what I think is one of the, I would say, top five or six greatest teams of all time, which is the 2004 Dude, Patriots. Um, I remember that under, the undefeated year. I remember that year because Seymour was out the first 10 games. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, we, was, we was killing people. And I remember... I played maybe ninety nine point nine eight percent of the snaps, and I mean I made all the calls on third down. I mean I did that I did that after you know, after my second year, but just I was like I was like Neo in the Matrix, dodging freaking bullets. <laughs> I, I was just in the zone, man. When you're in the zone, you're in the zone. You know I, what I'm saying? Trust me, I know the feel. Yeah, we know the feel. I mean, you and yeah, you were, and, and there's and, and listen, man, I've I've seen the film to back it up. And uh, there was there was one game in particular, and I and don't I, I I'm I'm trying to rack my brain here to remember the exact play, but I think it was a third down. It was against the Colts in the divisional round in 2004 in the snow, when you guys held the greatest offense of all time at that point to three points in your own building. Mm-hmm. You talking about uh, that's a, that's wait oh four that's your second Super Bowl snow. run. 
And the, yeah, oh, no. it was the light. It was a light snow game. It was lightly snowing. It wasn't like the blizzard. But that was, wait, wait, that's not when I had the two and a half sacks. It is different. Was that uh, the two and a half sack game? I think he did have two. I think you did have two. And a half, all right, that sack must be game. it then, because I, there was one particular play. I can't remember exactly what it was because I haven't seen it in probably thirteen years now. Because it was on yeah. film and it wasn't. It doesn't exist anywhere. I've looked for it, but there was one play you made and it was it was flat out ridiculous. And it was there was the whole you know where Brewski stripped Edron James of the football and you guys took the Colts offense that year when Peyton threw forty nine touchdowns and broke the record and they came into your building and you guys blew them out twenty to three and it yeah. felt like it was a hundred to nothing. Yeah, it was you know, crazy, man. Do you yeah. have what was your what what was your memories of of going up against those Colts offenses during those years? Because I know Peyton had thrown more touchdowns against Bill Belichick coach defenses than any other team that he's ever played against. I mean, yeah. I mean, when I when we played Peyton, man, that I had his number, man. That was my best game of all ever, you know. And we we just studied his film, and and we had an understanding, and you know, he all that the Omaha, but but we just played his played his game, you know. So you guys made was it was it true that you guys just tried to make everything look the same? Yeah, we did, and then we, we made a lot of adjustments. We moved around, so so everybody, the generals on the field, you know, they had to uh, Roman Feithford, Vrabel, Bruski. They had to definitely, you know, I, I think Vrabel was there. Yeah, Vrabel oh yeah, was Vrabel there. was definitely there. Yep, absolutely, yeah, so, Vrabel was there. I mean, it, it it just was smart football. You know, it was all in the classroom. We 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 studied film. We broke everything down. We, we made sure we tried to do as much as the uh, like audibles and, and, and the changes and, and all that just to be set up and ready for Peyton. So let me ask you, you this. Know? Do you think the, the 2004 team that w- you won your second Super Bowl with or the 2007 team that you went 18-1 and one with, what team do you think was better? 18-1? You think the 18-1 team was better? Man, I mean, I don't know what the stats was, but I mean – I mean, we we was killing people, man, and yeah. I and, and, and I know. Oh, I remember. Believe me, I, at, I, I at time, speaking of broken times, furniture in my house. <laughs> I mean, at times when we was like, I don't know if we were two touchdowns or what to anybody, but it was like nothing to it. We just said we're gonna win the game, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, we're gonna stop this, and that was it, you know. And of course, you know, uh, Brady and uh, Moss and, and and Walker, they were putting on passing clinics every week, you know. Was I mean, is uh, was, is is Randy Moss in your eyes? Is he the best receiver ever to play the game? You know what? Yeah, I think if, if he would have had twenty years like Jerry Rice, he would have shattered Jerry Rice records. But Jerry I, I, Rice, I mean, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. About, I mean, Randy Moss, great guy. I know him well. I think at some point, you know, sometimes you gotta just like kind of, you know, keep your mouth zip and play ball. But I mean, Randy was amazing, man. So, so Jarvis, I have a couple questions for you, and I don't want to keep you on forever or anything. But uh, are you caught up with the current product? Like, are you still a Patriots fan? Or are you like a fan of like the Falcons or Cowboys or 49ers? Like, who who's your team? Saints. I mean, I, I mean, I keep up with the Patriots because I'm an ambassador. I go to I go to like five or six games a year before COVID happened, and then um, I keep up with the Saints more often now. Okay. I mean, that's my hometown. Um, well, Baton Rouge. But Louisiana State, you know, and yep. um, r- r- other than that, I mean, I-, I like to. I don't watch much football, but I like to watch a good game. I like to watch the big games, the Thursday night games, the Monday night games. Okay, I'm really into that, you know. Well, I was gonna say, um, we-, we talked about Alabama. We talked about all these things. Like, 
Patriots drafted Mac Jones, and like, how do you feel? Like, how how would that make you feel if this offseason your quarterback was Cam Newton, and then a week and a half, ten days before the beginning of the season, you think it's going to be Cam? They go to a rookie. Like, like I don't like. I've never seen Belichick do that in his history, his career. Belichick has never trusted a rookie quarterback to go and lead his team. It just, it's, it's. We're in brand new territory here. It is, but I, but I think, I, I think really. I think him and Saban, they, they got their trust enough. And and I think Saban probably was like, you know what, Bill, all these years, I know you, Bill. Just, just trust. Just just put him in and let him be the guy. Yeah, baptize him by fire. Baptism by fire. I mean, that's the way I always thought about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I mean I, I think I think I think that's what him and Bill had and, and, and it was more like, Bill, just just do it. I mean, that's the reason why he got drafted number one. Saving and Bill relationship. This is true. The yeah. Saving Bill. Here we go. Yeah. We've come full. We've come full circle in the whole conversation. Hell yeah! That's, but that's uh, it. Jarvis, uh, man, thank you so much for your time, brother. We'll let you get out of here. I know you got uh, you got things to take care of. You've given us uh, thirty beautiful fucking minutes of uh, of conversation. Couldn't appreciate your time more. And uh, let's do this again real soon. All right. You definitely got. You let me know when y'all want to talk, man. Y'all got my number. All right, Absolutely. Man. Hey, thank you so much, Jarvis. Appreciate you. No, no, no problem. Y'all be good. All Jarvis, right, take, care, take care, brother. Two-time Super Bowl champion, former defensive end for the New England Patriots, Jarvis Green.